closeness of the Galaxy Rise and, you know, they're going with them to every ball there. This is Come On Kind with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahey. Welcome once again into the studios here in KCLR in Kilkenny for Season 3, Episode 2 of Come On Kind with myself, Martin Quilty. And as always, delighted to be joined by my co-host, Anya Fahey. Good evening, Anya. Good evening, Martin. How are you? I am great, <coughs> thank you. And what a feast of camogie that we had over last week. And of course, the club championships are all back in full swing now after what was a fantastic inter-county season for Kilkenny culminating in that All-Ireland victory and all the players were rearing to go getting ready to go back to the clubs and partake in the club championships we kicked off on Friday night with the derby of former champions Thomastown and our own Anya Fahey's team of Tullerone she's shaking her head at me she didn't predict any score in that which I can understand why we don't get her to predict a score with her own team being involved in it but Anya, it was a bad night at the office for Tullerone. It was a 2-18 to 5-point win for Thomastown. What have you to say for yourself? <coughs> Not much, to be fair. Um, I think, to be honest with you, you know, I think Thomastown, you know, they came out and they definitely gave us a lesson in camogie. They were excellent all over the field. And, you know, I suppose a lot of people could have, and like, I'll hold my hand up as well. You know, I would have kind of maybe said it, you know, are Thomastown going to be the Thomastown team that we have known through the past, considering that they would have lost a couple of players, a couple of players may not be available to them. You know, when you're losing a player like Megan Farrell out of your centre-back position, that's going to be a massive loss. Sinead O'Keefe wasn't togged out either. She would have been on the Kilkenny senior panel this year. Anna Farrell, was literally only back in came in as a sub um, Ailish Butler she would have been on our all-star team last year she wasn't available either you know so they were certainly missing you know a good few players there so you would be you know it, nobody would have kind of said anything to you for questioning whether Thomastown would be up to that pace or not I suppose for Tullerone we just had to go in and kind of just focus on our own game and as much as we tried to break them down, we physically found it so hard. Now, the first 10, 15 minutes, it was kind of nip and tuck for both teams. But I think once Thomastown just settled into their groove, they really just kind of, you know, showed their class as well. Um, you know, there is definitely a lot of changes with them. I thought, you know, for me, the standout player for the whole 60 minutes from both teams was certainly Sarah Walsh from Thomastown. She was absolutely instrumental at midfield she would cover, She must have covered every blade of grass that was in Thomastown on Friday evening um, she was winning the dirty ball she was standing there, standing outside the rook making sure she was always available for the pass you know she was giving, distributing some really really good ball into the forwards but also helping out her backs and we've so, seen her doing this at inter-county level yeah. I mean she may not have scored for mm-hmm. Kenny while she was playing with him but like that she was running off the ball she was winning dirty ball yeah. breaking rooks I making a lot of scores for other players as well around her. Yeah, she certainly was like and you know you can see that's the type of player she is like she's not afraid to get in and like she's you know, she is quite a small small girl as well but you know she she just has this really kind of a bubbly personality and it comes across in the field as well where she's just really enjoying herself and she's enjoying kind of making a nuisance of herself you know and annoying people on the field as well and I suppose you know that's kind of shows through her game as well because she was She's a kind of a player that enjoys playing yeah, camogie. She does. She absolutely loves it and she was you know 
by far, like, you know, if you were to give a player of the match in a game like that, you know, you couldn't give it to anybody else. She was absolutely instrumental. I thought um, the two Donnelly sisters were very good as well in the forwards, you know, well able to pick off their scores. Eva Hines was very good from place balls as well. Um, I, I must say for Tullerone, though, I did think Grace Keown was excellent um, in the backs for us. You know, she was she was very good and she, you know, she had a tough battle there with Sarah Barco. I suppose, like, you know, it's a name that we're going to start becoming really familiar with in the coming years. You know, she was player of the match in the All-Ireland Minor final two years ago and, you know, she's really going to come to the fore and she's more than likely going to be in on an inter-county squad next year, I would imagine, either at intermediate or senior level. And there's someone else coming up in one of our other fixtures as well that's in the same boat. As, so the younger players are definitely, are coming, definitely coming forward. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, but I thought, you know, it was a good, it was a good kind of a battle between herself and between Grace and Sarah. But, you know, I thought Grace was excellent and I must say for Tullerone, I think it was certainly our younger players. Anna Dohany was absolutely phenomenal for us as well. Kira Dawn was excellent. Jess Cuddy was excellent. You know, and it was kind of like maybe the older ones kind of had to go into the dressing room after the match and kind of have a little long hard look at themselves and kind of like, you know, we had three girls that were starting in their first ever senior championship debut and, you know, they went out there no fear and I suppose this is what we've always been kind of talking about with the underage players they just have no fear and you know those girls as well as Thomastown giving us a lesson hurling our three younger players certainly gave us older girls um, a lesson in, in how to take on these games and you know it was disappointing obviously for Tullerone but you know we just have to go back to the drawing board it's in the past we just have to forget about it we can't be dwelling on it we have a big match coming up against Clara in two weeks and then you know first round of championship the week after that so you know that's where we really need to start focusing on Yeah and not to be putting anyone down and I mean, especially the the history that's out in Tullerone. Mm. You're always a good team. You're there or thereabouts. But I mean, when you look at a result like that from a neutral point of view and five points over mm-hmm. 60 minutes, when you have the likes of Grace Welsh, you have Miriam Welsh, you know, you have uh, Noel. Yeah. Uh, Say his surname well, for me. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, when you have all them players that's there and when you look at a, a result like that and see the Tullerone only score five points in the whole game, you'd be wondering, like, what the hell was wrong or what went wrong? Yeah, you know, I just don't think... I just don't think we gelled. We just didn't gel and we just didn't click. But I think a lot of that has to go down to the way Thomastown wouldn't allow us. Like, you know, it was pretty clear to see that every time a Tullerone person got around the ball, and I know like every time like Miriam got around the ball or every time Noelle got around the ball, there was three, four Thomastown girls just literally swarming them straight away. Like, and it was nearly next to near impossible to even try to get a pass out. You didn't, like they were literally tackling on everything. And, you know, like we did have some, you know, decent passages of play. But, you know, I suppose like we've certainly learned an awful lot from it and mm-hmm. I think that's all we can do and yeah you're dead right like it's a very very disappointing scoreline you know I suppose you know Emma Welsh was in goal for us you know this is her first year in goal as a senior goalie and you know she did really really well she's not she's not a natural goalie but you know like she's a young girl and she's not afraid of anything and you know I have to give her a mention credit to her because like you know her pockets were absolutely phenomenal as well and you know she's only going to you know she's only going to grow and she's only going to gain experience you know being from in the goal now as well so listen there it is it was a it was a tough it was a tough tough night in the office we but as were, you said it's only, ra- it's it's only, only the, the first, first game so yeah, yeah. So so listen, we'll just have to move on from it. And, you know, I, I definitely think we'll have learned a lot, a lot more than what Thomastown would have. Well, the next one up then, obviously, in the uh, Michael Ling Motors Hyundai Senior Championship was on Saturday evening. And it was the meeting of St. Martins in Young Ireland. Now, I don't know whether you were cajoled into going for St. Martins it last week was, or whether uh, <laughs> you had an instinct that St. Martins was going to do it. But you got this one horribly wrong. Horribly. Because Young Ireland went out and blitzed 
St. Martins coming away with a 4-17 to 2-6 victory now I do know there was a hell of a gale blowing on Saturday evening and it was a tale of two halves with the wind St. Martins when they had it didn't really utilise it that much Gordon certainly did um, and it's a, a good start for Gordon to come away with a, a 17 point victory Yeah and you know what I was talking to someone at another match yesterday morning who had actually went down to the the um, Young Ireland's and St. Martins match and she actually described it as a mass. she actually described it as a massacre and my response to her was like oh so kind of like the onslaught she gave us the night before basically you know more along the lines of that and she said no she was like Young Ireland's literally devoured um, St Martin's and I was just talking to another couple of people that were at it and they said Young Ireland's are you know they're a serious serious outfit the way they line out the way they have themselves structured they have some fantastic players Steffi Fitz I believe was very very good um, there's and her a, sister as well I believe yeah, yeah. Tiffy as well uh, Julie Lennon um, I'm nearly sure or is it Julia Lennon I'm not sure but I'm sure it's a name that we're all going to be hearing in the next while um, I from what right. I, I think can, it is Julie yeah, yeah from what I can Garner, I think she could have scored two four two five as well, you know, and a very very young player as well, and you know a name that I was told to keep an eye on because she is she's going to be big, and I suppose you know Sarah O'Donnell did or Sarah Grace O'Donnell, one of the O'Donnells did very well as well. Um, for young for St Martin's. It's just that they weren't allowed hurl. It was the way kind of gore and this kind of just, the, you know, I suppose feedback we're kind of getting from people. They just weren't allowed hurl. They weren't allowed to do anything. And, you know, all credit to um, Young Ireland. You know, they've been a team that's been coming the last couple of years, especially at underage level. And maybe they're just about clicking right now and at a really good stage as well. And, you know, they've got serious numbers down there. They've been able to have a junior team in as well, which is, you know, it's going to be a massive, massive, you know, boost them too. So, you know, Young Ireland's are definitely going to be a team to, to look out for and a great start for them too. They are. And our spies, of course, was at it. Not Lillian. Uh, of course, she was going to a different match as well. Um, later on, she was at the St. Martin's game, but we have our spies around the place. Uh, and the feedback that came back as well for St. Martin's was they were really reliant on Katie Nolan mm. um, as well in that game and if you can neutralise Katie you know you're taking a lot of the score power away from uh, from the team as well so you know yeah. Young Ireland certainly had their homework done Yeah they certainly did and I suppose like for Katie I suppose that's the tag that's going to be on her back now going heading into the club championship like they are going to be targeting her they are going to be making sure that you know they're not going to be allowing her to play her game because they know how effective she can be like you know come on she yeah. got player of the match in all Ireland yeah. final an all-star last year at centre forward for Kilkenny potentially probably hopefully another all-star this year you know so I, I think that's you know she definitely has got a set a target on her back for herself and you know that's just something that she's going to have to just you know move on with and you know she's going to have to rise to that occasion which she always does maybe this match probably came maybe a bit too soon after the girls all are in the mm-hmm. final because I suppose you know I went to a couple of matches at the weekend and looking <laughs> at them to be honest with you you're kind of looking at them going right these girls probably could have done with another week off to be yeah. fair um, and obviously you know that's not you know you it's not feasible with the way the schedules are but you could see by them that there's some of them are very very tired at least it was two weeks yeah, it'd be worse exactly. if it was only a week it after worse. it yeah, yeah, um, I have to say also that Rachel Maloney played very well I believe in the goal mm-hmm. um, when you look at a scoreline of uh, four goals gone in past the goalkeeper I think she pulled off another four or five excellent saves as well so yeah. you know that could have really been an onslaught uh, only for the, the good goalkeeping there from Rachel Maloney as well uh, and she's actually our under 16 goalkeeper yeah. so for a young girl like very that's a... Uh, 
that's a, a good bit of feedback and praise there for that girl. Yeah, it certainly is. And you know what, I suppose, you know, only kind of talking from, you know, listening to the reports from that match and obviously from my own match, it's really good to see that the new younger players are coming up through and that's what we want to see. We want it, yeah, yeah exactly. You know, it's really, cause like, you know, we can all sit here, we can all talk about, you know, the, the famous household names at the club scene, like, you know, who are potentially going to be any of the girls that are on the senior inter-county team. But it's lovely to see the newer girls coming in and, you know, that's why, you know, I had to give a mention to our three under 16 girls there because they were absolutely phenomenal. They were brilliant and it's really good to see the younger girls just it slotting is. And in that's why the team of our our team of the year mm. predominantly has a lot of the younger player not the household names yeah. because they are stepping up during the club games and maybe the household names are not performing maybe to the way they would at inter-county level. Yeah exactly you know and you know you, you definitely could see that through some of the games as well over the weekend and you know it's it's great that we're seeing the, the club players really kind of shining I, through. I certainly did at the weekend <laughs> I can tell you. They're, they're definitely going to you know it's, it's going to be an interesting it's going to be a very interesting championship I think it you know straight away we've seen some massive massive score lines actually being thrown up after the first weekend so I'm telling you know, putting you under pressure now for your uh, your predictions because I uh, know oh they were I'll, shocking this week uh, they I think getting, it was kind of 50-50 to be fair you were to be fair to it yeah um, the next one then we had the battle of the neighbours in Wine Gap and Pilltown and I believe it was a fantastic game mm. because they nearly bet one another fairly uh, all over the field you predicted that Wine Gap was going to come away with the victory because the two dials was missing and I don't know whether they used it as motivation or what went on there but Pilltown actually came away with a one goal victory 3-12 to 2-12 in what was an epic game played in Wine Gap Yeah I think anybody that was at this game kind of you know summed it up that it was a serious cracker of a game at the weekend I was actually at a different game at, at this time but um, you know just had a quick conversation with somebody who was at it there before I came in they said that Wine Gap were by far the better team but it was in the last couple of minutes in the last you know 10-15 minutes of the second half that Pilltown really kind of stood up and went at them there I think Katie Power scoring two goals as well um, I think Denise Gall kind of nearly ran rampage in the first half but probably just maybe ran out of it of steam in, in the second half and Katie Power kind of stepped up but I believe Katie actually did come off injured as well yeah. I'm not 100% sure but I think she did come off injured but you know needless to say I think once they got that second goal Pilltown kind of just pushed them on after that. Is Pilltown now kind of in the situation that a lot more of the girls kind of have to step up because they are missing the two tiles and they are going to be missing for the year? Like it's not as mm. if they're going to be back in a couple of weeks time maybe for the knockout phases or whatever. You know, that's it, they're gone, won't mm. be back until next year and you know, if Pilton want to progress and go further and have any aspirations of getting to another county final like the rest of the players around them are going to have to step up. I think so. And you know what? I don't think there's going to be any fear about it in Pilton. I know like obviously they're missing two massive players in Aoife and, and in Kelly and Doyle. And I'm not saying these girls are replaceable, but I do think that there is girls... There's certainly a help. Do you know, do you know they'd, be, yeah. God, they'd be in a massive boost. Imagine if they had them on the Kilkenny squad, on the Kilkenny team as well. Like, But I do think for Pilton, you have to remember like they were in a junior county final as well last year and in a senior county final. Yeah, they were in the senior they county were. final as well. Like, and feeling three teams yeah. Yeah, and I just adult. think like there's a couple of names that we would have kind of spotted on the junior the junior team last year that have actually moved up to that grade and are up to the senior or have moved up to the senior setup already. So I think there's kind of like this conveyor belt that's constantly going in, in Pilltown and it kind of means that yes, okay, we have girls that are injured, but we have girls that are just as well able to step up. Like they've always had a massive history of Camogie. They've definitely mm-hmm. been a club that kind of 
and I mean this in the utmost respect, kind of came out of nowhere all of a sudden, started winning, you know, at junior level, intermediate level, intermediate club all Ireland, went senior, were only in senior maybe a year or two and really started dominating Mm -hmm, at senior and imposing themselves as definitely one of the top three, four teams at senior level, all within a short space of time. And then now you look at it, they've three teams now. Yeah, I mean, the intermediate all Ireland title was 2015, like you're yeah. only looking at seven years which yeah. is a very short time like for a club to be a senior and really getting up to the level that they have been at with the last number of years. Yeah, definitely have and I suppose you know they're doing really well at underage and they're always this team that it's kind of hard to break them down and they always have some really good classy players coming through and I think for them obviously you know Piltown would have known you know, months ago that they were going to be without the likes of Kellyanne and Aoife Doyle. So they were able to kind of cement their team around it. And you look at it, Katie Powers named a centre forward, Laura Norris is named at full forward. You know, there's, you know, two guys that have been on a senior squad. And then, of course, you need not forget, like, probably one of the most important positions in any, you know, for any Camogie team is so vitally important. And in any Hurling team at all is their goalie. And when you have the number one goalie in Kilkenny standing in goal, you have to know that you have that little bit bit of an extra edge on any team that you're going to come up against. It also gives a bit of confidence as well but like then having, having someone. But having a marks person like Katie Power to literally just lob that ball down and know that she's going to catch it you know that's that's given them a massive addition there. Well it certainly was you were at Dixborough and St Bridget's in the senior ranks as well. You did predict this one correctly um, it was a fairly comfortable victory for Dixborough. 18 points to 5 a uh, 13 point victory for the reigning champions yeah but you know what I did kind of have a feel like I did kind of say last week that I felt if Dixborough were going to be caught they were going to be caught at the start of the championship and if I felt if anybody could do it I felt it was going to be St Bridget's the score I think doesn't actually reflect this game as much now towards the latter stages of the second of maybe towards the latter stages of the first half and definitely the second half St. Bridget's or, or Dixborough really imposed their superiority on it and definitely have kind of put themselves in as like, you know, we're the reigning um, we're the reigning champions here now and we mean business. They're not going to give up a title easily. No, definitely not. Like, But I think St. Bridget's have to be given credit. Like, they were very, very good in the first half and in the first half of that game, they kept it. It was very nip and tuck. At one stage, it was nearly five points apiece, five, six, five, seven. Like, you know, so they weren't letting Dixborough have every everything their own way um, they're very the St. Bridges are very very young but what they have is they have serious pacey forwards there then you have the reintroduction of Ashling Dunphy back in the fold they're playing at centre back which is a huge huge addition to um, to Ballycallan I think you have to remember like you know Ashling was a member of a Kilkenny senior squad not so long ago she went off she did her studies and she's now come back now and she's actually imposed and she's like a girl that has never left like you know obviously there's going to be she's, she was obviously going to be a little bit rusty but she definitely slotted in nicely into that into that centre back position on the other side of that then you had Tara Ronan you know she just did some serious serious good runs then and then Lauren Ronan came on and you could see you know why she's kind of another name for the young generation that we're going to be looking at as well so definitely you know St. Bridget's they you know Okay, the score the score definitely didn't reflect it. They were probably going to be disappointed with you know the, the margin that was in it, but I think they can hold themselves. They can hold their heads up high. They put up a good test to the to the county champions, and I'm sure uh, Dixborough would feel that as well. On the other side, Dixborough, Orla Hanrick to me was absolutely instrumental at full forward. 
they knew exactly what kind of a ball to give her. We know what Orla Hanrick is like. She has a serious first touch in her. She, she has a serious paw on her. She was popping over balls galore. Like it, she made it look, she made it look really, really easy for her. And they tried to pull Ashling Dunphy out, but Ashling Dunphy then starts to get clever and clever towards the end of the game and trying to sit in front of her. But Orla, she looks really fit this year, like super fit. And I must say, she was excellent. Um, you know, Kira Phelan did an instrumental amount of work as well throughout the middle of the field. Nee Phelan was very good at centre back too. And then, of course, you have Dixburg who were able to bring on the likes of Kira O'Shea and Ava O'Connor. Yeah, you were saying that to me off air. Like, you know, you 15 <laughs> minutes to go or whatever, and then take off the likes of Atara Clifford and a Jane Cass. You know, you're literally substituting inter county stars for more inter county yeah. stars. Like, and I suppose, listen, the two girls have obviously been away for the summer, but, you know, Dixburg are very, very good. They're very, very classy about how they approach everything. Um, they do the simple things right and they have an array of players throughout their whole panel not just their team and they are certainly certainly not going to let their title go too easy this year No they've certainly set a marker down early on in this uh, senior campaign then rounding off the senior games at the weekend was the meeting of newly promoted Barrow Rangers and Conaghy Shamrocks and it was a humdinger of a match as well 2-11 to 1-14 a draw the only draw over the uh, weekend um, so yeah any reports on this one coming back to us I actually had no reports on it at all and it's really a match that I'd love to have heard something about because to be honest with you I did fancy Bar Rangers I'd seen like we'd played against them previously and we'd played against Connie as well previously and I suppose for me looking at the two games I was definitely you know throwing the hat in and being like no it, it, Bar Rangers will, will surely come out of this you know considering when we played them they were obviously without Roisin Breen and Miriam Bambrick you put those two girls back into the fold there that's a massive addition for for Barrow Rangers I think for both these teams I think a draw is an excellent result for them and I think it's going to prove vitally vitally important come to the latter stages of the latter stages of this round robin well if I told you Barrow Rangers were unhappy that they lost the game I'd well believe it I would. The goalkeeper was missing. Kayla Joyce Foley was actually um, away. There was a couple more of them that was missing due to injury, um, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, overall, I think Barrow Rangers were disappointed that they didn't come away with the victory. They felt that they were uh, a bit more dominant in the match. Orla Bambury had an outstanding game mm-hmm. as well, I was told, by one of the uh, the spies, which was the referee um, on the day as well. And Daniel uh, Morrissey had a very good game. Uh, centre-back for Conaghy as well. Brilliant on freeze um, as well. So, yeah, I think overall uh, for their first outing at senior level to get a draw yeah. is a good result for Barrow Rangers. But by all accounts, they were disappointed they didn't come away with the three points. Yeah, because I I really am expecting Barrow Rangers to put a serious push on for the, the quarter-final stages and be at the latter stages of the senior championship this year. I think they bring something completely different than a lot of the other senior teams there's this real kind of like ruthlessness about them um, and they're not afraid to tackle hard and I suppose listen in camogie matches you might have people giving out like whatever but like it's I think it's good to see to be honest with you I think it brings a little bit more physicality and I think if any team is going to bring it this year it's going to be Barrow Rangers well it certainly is we might have had a small little bit of fear with them coming up to senior grade because there is a big jump let's be Mm. fair from the intermediate to the senior grade but they're certainly holding their heads up high so that means then after the first round of matches uh, in the Michael Ling Motors Hyundai Senior Championship games in Group A Young Ireland's are on top of the table there with a plus 17 score difference Barrow Rangers and Conaghy 
are in joint second place and St. Martin's are bringing up the foot of the table just after that one game but of course there's plenty of games to come uh, in all of the uh, the rounds in Group B then we have Dixborough uh, and Pilltown on joint top Dixborough just ever so shading it on score difference there at the minute with Wine Gap coming in then uh, in third and St. Bridget's just as we said on that score difference just bringing up the bottom of the table there as well and in Group C then obviously the two teams is there is Thomastown and Tullerone and Thomastown are ahead there uh, by the score difference of plus 19 but Clara has yet to play a game and they will be out this weekend in Group C so that is the 11 teams taking part in the Michael Link Motors Hyundai Senior Championship and of course I don't think there's relegation this year either because they want to bring the 12 teams into it next year I'm nearly 99% sure that that is going to be the case but uh, which moves us on then to the Shaw's Department Store Intermediate Championship uh, which got underway on Saturday evening with the meeting of the defaulters. Freshford, St. Lactans of Freshford came up again, Emeralds, St. Anne's and for anyone who missed last week's episode of Come On Kind, St. Lactans and Liz Downey has parted <laughs> company this year and they have gone their separate ways at intermediate level and St. Mar- or St. Lactans had a uh, home game I think it was against Emeralds St Anne's in Freshford and Anya Fahey you got this one wrong because St Lactans of Freshford came away with a one point victory 2-4 to 9 points against a hotly favoured Emeralds St Anne's I have to say but what a result for him. Yeah, and I'm well aware I got it wrong. I have been um I've been reminded of this constantly times, since Saturday by, you know, the same person on numerous occasions who keeps on like and likes to keep reminding me of this. I won't name any names, Sinead Farrell, but she does like to keep reminding me that I got it wrong. Um but I have to say you know, St. Laxons were excellent. They really were. I thought their younger players were absolutely brilliant. Emma Daly was outstanding. Cueva Hickey was outstanding. To me, I felt like it was definitely their younger players that stood up and I think that's something that Paula would be absolutely delighted with. Um, and obviously you have to look at Lydia Fitzpatrick at, at centre forward. You know, she she got the two goals for St. Lactans. I think she got, you know, a couple of points as well there too. So I, it's, I think to be honest with you, Lydia probably scored the majority for St. Lactans and there was a little bit of a worry there at one stage because she did have to come off the field injured. And I think when she did come off, everybody was kind of like, oh God, you know, you know what's going to happen here now. But to be fair, you know, she came back onto the pitch, pitch, she took it on, she took everything on and you could see why she has the most experienced player on the field there and she wasn't afraid to go for it. Um, you know, so it was it was an absolutely excellent result for St. Lactus. And I'll be honest, and I met Paula after the match and she was like, do you know what? She's like, you'd have been right to say it because they are they were going into that game as a complete not her underdog. It was their first year kind of back by themselves. Yeah. They were very young. They were kind of going into uncharted waters where they didn't really know there was what a lot was of going fear on there because there were yeah. so many young players very like, very young players would they stand up would they be able to cope with the pressure of playing in a senior championship yeah but by mm. all accounts there's the younger players that really did stand up for oh them. my god it was absolutely brilliant like you know as I mentioned already you had Emma Daly Cueva Hickey Cueva Bergen was phenomenal as well Emma Bergen was very good at centre back you know there's you know they had some excellent players throughout the whole field and you know I think for for Emerald St Anne's, to be honest with you, it did look like they came in and kind of didn't show 
maybe I very much didn't show respect to St. Lactans. Kind of thought they may just be able to just show up on the day and I think that's what was probably in the back of their mind. I would have been kind of looking at Emerald St. Anne's like this is a team that I would feel should be we should definitely be seen in a semi-final county final towards the end of the year because I would rate them highly yeah. in that regard but I do think they maybe took their eye off the ball going out to play St. Lactans and St. Lactans punished them for that. Um, you know, so, you know, that's going to be a defeat that Emerald St. Anne's are probably going to rue towards the end, of, towards the end, the latter stages of the um, round well, robin. We saw what happened last year, yeah, you know, with the same thing. So It's going to happen to them. But I have to say, like, for um, for Emerald St. Anne's, there was a couple of pairs that really, really stood out for me. Um, I thought Nice Sweeney did very, very well at uh, midfield. You know, she popped over some great points but you know Saoirse Burke uh, cornerback I thought was absolutely excellent um, I know her mum and dad well she actually only lives up the road from me at home and by God was she a little terrier on that field and it was really really good to see and you know her mother was a great great camogie player as well um, you know so she's she's definitely picking it up there Danny probably won't like me saying that but I definitely think Saoirse was excellent as well you know for Emirates St. Anne's it is back to the drawing board for them they are going to have to work on an awful lot because you know that is certainly is a disappointing result for them. Yeah, it certainly is. And there's uh, one, two, three, four, five. There is six uh, teams, if I'm not mistaken, in Group A on that one. Um, I think I'm right on looking at that. So, you know, there's uh, a yeah. few matches to be played in, but certainly you want to be uh, getting going fairly quickly in that one, albeit I'm looking at the table here now. and uh, It's a bit mixed up, is it? Isn't it just? I can, for the like of me, um, discover mm. why that or where that is. But anyway, um, it is a victory for St. Lactans. We'll come back to the uh, the table later on in that one. Uh, St. Clair's and the Roar and the played on Sunday morning in Sleeve Rue and you thought St. Clair's might just about shade it. Yeah. And I have to say, I was flabbergasted with what went on in Sleeve Rue and not in a bad way. Mm-hmm. I was actually so <coughs> impressed by the Roar in the Steag. Um, three eighteen to nine point victors coming away with that one. Mm-hmm. And let's be honest with you, they could have won it by an awful lot more. They were outstanding. Kelly Hamilton. Oh my God. Like, I mean, for a player that hasn't played Baby County in a couple of years, Mm -hmm. she never lost it. She was unbelievable. But the star of the show, as you said earlier, with younger players, Cuiva Caramorta. Okay. Hattrick. Three goals. Unbelievable. She was unmarkable, unstoppable. Um, And the Rona Steak certainly set down a marker on you in that game. Yeah, they they certainly have like three eighteen to be scoring to be raking up on your first day out in the in the league in the round stage. So this is a, a massive score. To be honest with you, I would have kind of tipped St Clair's and that. I feel like St Clair's are always a team that are coming and you know they worked very hard to get out at junior level and they got out of it and you know it's it's you know they'll be very very disappointed with that result. But Rohrnestig really are just after kind of coming back up. They're coming back up to the top where they should be and you know Kelly Hampton still showing that married life must suit her and you know great to see, great um, to see young players uh, stepping up to the mark as well which is brilliant to see you know they're definitely going to be serious contenders now and you know a great win for them at the start is going to be excellent and if memory serves me right I think they did actually win the All-County League as well this summer so you know that's going to be a massive massive boost for um, Rohrnestig there too Yeah there's definitely something wrong with the tables uh, here because they're not working properly so I'm not going to give out the tables in that one but uh, yeah disappointment for St. Clair's um, I mean they tried uh, Afton Grace played well um, you know the 
oh, just hard to really say what went wrong for St. Clair's because you would have had high hopes for them. Um, I mean, on your feeling, done all right as well when she was there. Um, but I mean, the Roaring Steaks work raised their uh, their play, their backs, anything went into the forward line. I bet they just swarmed around them, just took handy ball. There was no stupid play out of me either. Yeah. You know, nice, simple passes, getting it up, get the ball quick into the forward line and... I, uh, I have to say and I was talking to Emma Cavan afterwards I mean she pulled off two fantastic saves like as well um, to keep the roar in the game but uh, from a team that was managerless like for a good part of the year um, to go and put in that kind of a performance mm-hmm. as well I'd, uh, if I was anyone else coming up again next weekend which we'll find out who that will be I'd certainly be worried for them Yeah I certainly would as well like you know I suppose going into the you're going into your second round and you're after you know putting out a really good score like that and you have as we mentioned experience in the likes of Evna, Emma Cavanagh in the goal as well and Kelly Hamilton up front and you know and there's a couple of other girls there too and you know then you have that your bit of youth as well like you know I suppose like some of these girls aren't playing now obviously but the primary schools games that we watched you know not so long ago Rornishti came out of that and you know you can see that there's obviously been an awful lot of work that has been done at their underage level and you know the, their intermediate team now are starting to repel that and probably bring on some of their younger grads at under 16 level too so yeah really really good result for them wouldn't like to be coming up against them now in the next round and Rornishti have always kind of like you know put their utmost and everything into the Camogie Championship and they'll kind of feel that they should be in the latter stages of it this year and they'll want to be considered as main contenders too Yeah well with the mix of experience when you have the likes of Eva Ling there now and yeah. forward as well Kelly and bringing in the likes of Quiva Caramorta Cree Langton was also exceptional as well for them mm-hmm. like it's it's a it's a good team that they have this year moving along then to the next game it was Danes Ford and Liz Downey you did predict this one and <coughs> you'd be fearful for Liz Downey like at the minute with uh, only scoring four points in the whole of the game as well um, you know but a, a good result for Danes Ford in that one to uh, to get their opener off to a good start yeah, it definitely is a really good result there for Danes Forge and they'll be happy obviously to get a win under the belt in the first outing. I suppose, as you said, yeah, you you would have to fear a bit for Liz Downey. Um, you know, I suppose we all know the separation that they, that came between themselves and Freshford, you know, this year. And, you know, I think more so than anyone, I think Liz Downey are the ones that are probably going to suffer the most in relation to this. And, you know, they're going to, I, I think they will struggle and that, that will be my fear. And you hate to see teams really struggling at this level but you know hopefully now Claire Phelan is back in the helm there and you know she's she's probably going to have to use all her experience in the world to try and pull this together and you know try and get Liz Downey you know keep him keep it not so much safe because there's obviously not going to be a relegation but you know keep, kind of keep the, the hopes alive is there a relegation in intermediate this year? Ooh, I can't say that for definite um, I'm going to have to I was trying to load up the page for mm. the formats and the whole lot in it before I came in here and it won't actually load for me for on the computer for some reason but um, I will certainly have that information for the the next evening Um, the idea was originally that they were going to try to keep 12 uh, in each division for senior intermediate um, and I think it's going to be 10 then uh, in the junior uh, ranks as well but um, yeah look as you say Liz Downey they did they broke away you know the two clubs it had to happen at some stage like you know and we were kind of fearful uh, for them but look as you said they really just need to dust themselves off mm-hmm. you know prepare for the next day forget about that you said it already it's in the past move yeah. on to the next game like and just try and uh, be competitive as much as they can like and you know to remain in the 
in the grade if there is relegation but yeah. we don't know that for definite yet but um, you know, yeah, it, 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 it's, not, it's not a good start for them No it's not like, and I think you know, if there is relegation I think that's going to be the most important thing is that they can try and stay up at intermediate level but then I suppose when you kind of look at it and listen I know it's only the first round and hey listen if it was Tullerone people could be writing us off and saying yeah they, those lads should be down in, in that intermediate level um, that's not where Aaron come from but you know sometimes you do kind of think that maybe you know, if a team really is struggling and only the club themselves will know this, are they maybe better off down in, in, in the grade below to maybe kind of redevelop themselves, get their younger girls going, get them competing so that then when they do hit adult level that they are being competitive at it because we don't want to see this thing of teams getting trashed. We no, really don't. No, like, no. It doesn't it takes, do any good no, for young girls It doesn't either. do any good for anything at all. We don't see you, like it, girls will walk away from it. The development of Camogie will stop. That's how clubs start to fall apart. So, you know, it would be important they don't. They're not going to have it easy next weekend either. But I think the main thing is if they can just stick together, get through the round robin stages, and listen, anything can happen in championship. You know that's a, that's the focus that we're going to have as well. Anything can happen in championship. We'll just get through the next couple of games and then focus on round one, and hopefully everything will go good from there. Yeah, talk about focusing. Well, James Stevens are certainly focused uh, after being beaten in last year's county final by Barra Rangers, and they came up again a resurgent uh, Mullinavat at the weekend. 4-10 to 4-7 in what was a belter of a game out on the Kells Road and I'm just sorry I wasn't there watching mm. uh, that one because it really was a, a phenomenal game both teams went at it hammer and tongs um, it was great there was great scoring in it one uh, of goal separated the teams um, you know so it was was a really good affair. Yes, certainly was. And you know, a game I'd have also loved to have been at. It's just a pity they're all on nearly at the same time. Um, I know I said last week I definitely do favour um, James Stevens to be the, the to win the county final. And I was talking to a couple of people at the weekend, and they were kind, they were just kind of saying, you know, what other team will kind of be up near the mix, like and whatever. And then someone says, what about Mullabat? Like they'll surely be somewhere decent this year. And you know what? They were dead right in what they say. If you got a bad day where it was a little bit mucky, a little bit wet, a little bit slippery. Mullinavat I think are the team that could actually really pin it to the collar to James Stevens. and listen they're after obviously producing a mouthwatering battle in the first round there so you know it'll be very interesting to see how both teams kind of go on, go forward and you know you'd be kind of looking at it maybe I'd love to see the next time they meet be in an actual county final as opposed to in a semi-final but you know we'll have to, we'll have to go there as you said yourself Mullinavat have the likes of Julianne Malone Leanne Fenley Michelle Quilty is back as well I don't know if Leanne was even playing this weekend Oh Leanne was playing she, she was had playing. an outstanding game and so was Michelle after a hiatus she mm-hmm. was put in right from the start would you believe it? Three three, she scored well, on. Sure, you. Listen, that's only that's only a minor thing, you know. She could have at least thrown in another goal, maybe in another couple of points. It's quite I'm enough, uh, quite and enough and day and at the office. I, I, think. I got blamed then to know why I didn't actually go to the game, like as if I could get around to all of them as well. But yeah, um, I'd actually try to find out who was after scoring the goals for uh, James Stevens, but I can't figure that one out. Mm-hmm. It's one thing that maybe we should maybe start looking at is doing some sort of an online programme or something with the teams that's playing over the weekend. You know, that, uh, well, for people you know that's not at the games but at least if someone is there they could take it down a number um, and go along and have a look at a programme then and see oh yeah Sophie Otewire score for James Stevens or Leanne Finley's out of scoring for Mullen mm-hmm. etc because you don't have it unless you go to the, the referee and ask him for a photograph which they're not inclined to give now because obviously GDPR and yeah. you know they could be uh, fair numbers or anything on them either so yeah. they're not inclined to give them but maybe it's something that uh, 
should be looked at for the um, the games I know it's done for the hurlers I mean mm-hmm. they have a booklet I mean you're not going to be printing a booklet for a camogie game because yeah. um, but something online might be nice just to have a uh, you know, just teams that's there so that you can go back and see who done well or who mm-hmm. played well or, yeah. you know, if any of the referees was there, they came back to us, oh, you know, number five for Tolerone was brilliant last night, but I don't know who it was. Obviously, yeah. they have the sheet of paper yeah. there, but... I know, and it would it'd be also really good to even do, like, you know, top scores of each, you know, championship, I think. You know, that's kind of, it's it's something nice to look at as well, like, and, you know, it'd be interesting to see, like, you know, that's probably something that we could certainly look into, like, you know, obviously the reports would obviously be coming in from the referees, so it is, it is something that we could look at because I think, you know, that would be, you know, it'd be something nice, something different, and it kind of adds a little bit of spice to the championship as well, between all the forwards there as well to see what's going on too. I'm putting up a picture of online is, yeah, Miriam Welch's top score this yeah. week with one goal and whatever and yes Do you know it might be nice and you know we might you never know might be able to throw out a prize there for the top score maybe yep. towards and the end of the year you I'm telling know. you you know they have golden boot in the Premier League yeah. well we might be able to do something that actually that's not a bad idea yeah. but there has to be correct records on this yeah. for that to happen exactly. as well like so yeah we, we just need to be careful on that but a fantastic game in the Kells Road James Stevens Mondavat 4-10 to 4-7 coming away with the last year's runners up talking about promotional teams though I mean O'Loughlin's and Moonkine uh, was the last game in the adult championship uh, at uh, intermediate grade last weekend and it was victory for the Moonkine women and you predicted this one spot on you did say that Moonkine was in the ascendancy and they were going to do it and they had a comfortable 2.15-12 victory over O'Loughlin's. Yeah, I just think, I think Munkine are going to be kind of like dark horses in the intermediate grade this year. I don't think anybody is going to, I don't think they're going to have any pressure on themselves, you know, at this level. And I think people might kind of take them slightly for granted as well because they are only after coming up out of the junior grade. But by God, this, you know, this Munkine team have been around for a long time and, you know, we all seen the celebrations last year after they won the, the junior county final and how how much it meant to them and you know it really brought them all together and the one thing you'd say about Moonkine is you know men, women, children they follow each other everywhere all over the country and I suppose you know that's a huge thing as well and I think Moonkine are really really going to cement themselves in at the intermediate level this year I wouldn't be surprised if they're going to be there towards the latter stages as well you know they've got some excellent players we looked at it last year um, obviously Sarah Crowley is there we've got Neve Crowley there we've got Marie Corcoran there you've got Laura Wall there you know, so you've got some excellent, excellent players on that Munkine team and I think they are going to only get stronger and stronger um, throughout the year and I think, you know, coming up against the Lachlan Gales, you know, I know Lachlan's been a team, you know, that would have always been doing very well at intermediate level and you look at the, the calibre of players they have, like, you know, they have Laura Murphy, they have Danielle Quigley, you know, they have Ashing Butler, they have these seriously, seriously good players and I just think Munkine, you know, Munkine, that's an excellent result, result for them. I'm not overly surprised by it either. Yeah, no, it certainly was a, a good result for them and for Joe and all the boys down there as well. They 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 got great confidence going in in a league final and only losing out by a point mm-hmm. to Emerald St Anne's in it, with most of the county players missing from a lot of the teams at the time. Mm-hmm. 
So, I mean, they know themselves that now they can compete at anything and yeah. they will, they'll have a good rattle at the, the intermediate grade and I can confirm there's no relegation at intermediate this okay. year. Yeah, no, I definitely think Munkine will and I suppose, like, as you said there, you know, their first year up competing in league final regardless of whether the Kench players are not, I think that's, you know, that's that's an accolade in itself and they will be, you know, they'll probably be disappointed that it was only by a point that they lost out to and I think, you know, when when push comes to shove and it comes to championship, I think that's when Munkine kind of really going to gel together you know I was seriously impressed with them last year in the, at, uh, in the junior county final but I think like you know they seem to have taken that extra step, step up knowing that it's another level that they have to go above and you know they've certainly done that in, in the first round already Yeah it certainly was well there was one game that was supposed to be played at the weekend and that was Ballyhale and Glenmore but unfortunately that did not go ahead um, the junior games then there was supposed to be two games on over the weekend two games on this evening because we are recording on Monday evening so Carrick Shock and uh, Blacks and Whites are taking part which is going to get underway in about now um, it's throwing in there and the other game was between Thomastown and Pilltown but that game has been postponed due to um, a bereavement in uh, Pilltown so uh, that game will now be played on Wednesday evening um, instead but the two games that was played you did predict them uh, Tullahar Ross Barracom was playing Nabreed Aaron Zone Tullahar 5-7 Nabreed Aaron Zone 2-6 it was so good to see uh, Nabreed Aaron Zone getting 2-6 on the scoreboard we can see the scoreline that was put up against <coughs> them last year yeah. Um you know they compete as well Tullahar just that bit more experience I think coming away with the victory in the end Yeah you know I suppose listen Tullahar have been really around the box and as we mentioned last week they are kind of a seasoned team and you know it is a really good return there for Nave Breed and Aaron Zone and you know yes we spoke about it last year about some of the defeats that that was being inflicted on them at junior level but really good to see that they have joined up with Aaron Zone and you know they're trying to develop Camogie in both clubs as well so that's something that's something that's really really good you know they'll probably you know be disappointed they didn't get a result but I think they'll be happy that they're not probably receiving the same um, the same results as they were last year and I suppose Tullerher you know will be kind of pushing themselves you know towards the latter stages again of this of this uh, championship you know so you know I think in all great result obviously for Tullerher and Ross Bergen, but Nave Breed Aaron's own I think they'll be happy enough that you know they managed to put in a good display as well Yeah competing well at it and you know that's all one can ask for yeah. um, not to be getting hammered off the field so yeah good uh, good team uh play there from Nabreed and uh, Aaron Zone and it's great to see the likes of Aaron Zone joint up as well mm-hmm. to give those girls that might not be able to feed a team in their own club a chance to play um, yeah. at adult level as well the other one then was Greg Namana and John Locks Bennett's Bridge John Locks Bennett's Bridge competed well last year they got to the semi-final mm-hmm. stage against Pilltown Pilltown just came away with the victory in that one it was a 7-12 to 4-6 defeat um, of Greg Namana there at the weekend but Greg Namana again putting up 4-6 on the scoreboard mm-hmm. is good going from them like as we said last year you know they couldn't uh, feed teams in some of the matches they were getting trashed in a lot more of the matches so it's good that they're uh, they're competing again this year Yeah really really good there um, from Greg Naman obviously an excellent result for John Locke's Brennan Bridge and I think they're going to push hard last year like you know as you mentioned they came up against a really really tough um, Pilltown team who were in turn beaten in the in the county final by Mountcoyne last yep. year um, you know but I think Greg Naman and again this is another team that we spoke about last year and we had a little bit of a fear about them we didn't want to see a, a club kind of dwindle away and listen they've obviously went back to they went back to the roots went back to the drawing board and now they're going to push hard and you know again 
they're competing and that's what we yeah, want to see yeah, yeah. so you know that's the that's the main thing there and anything can happen once you get to knockout stage yeah it's just, completely you know, different yeah. yeah it's absolutely completely different you know I suppose these couple of matches you know it's great for all the clubs they have their county players back and obviously yeah you want you'd love to be getting a good result there to kind of put yourself in a quarter final position or whatever the case may be but it is important <laughs> it is important there um, you know that, that teams are they are going to get the opportunity to play in championship you're laughing at me because yeah. I'm just after noticing a stupid me printed off the league uh, table in the intermediates no wonder it was all over the place but anyway we can bring you the right table now for the Shaw's Department Store Intermediate Championship so in Group A Dane's Fort is top of the pile there uh, with a plus 23 score difference next comes James Stevens uh, and St. Lacton's all with three points from their first game played Emerald St. Anne's then come in fourth place Mullinavat in fifth and Lisdowney at the bottom of the table they're just on score difference at the minute but as we said there's a lot to play in that one the Roanestig then in Group B they're top of the pile uh, along with Moonkine the Roar ahead just by that score difference at the minute O'Loughlin Gales and St Clare's are at the bottom of the table there at the minute because the fact that Glenmore and uh, Ballyhale should be in Group B and they didn't play the weekend so they're not on the tables this time so yeah there's six teams in each uh, of those um at the minute so that is the intermediate grade and we can bring you the junior ones obviously at the minute because um, all the results hasn't been completed in that but on you a lot of games to get through on that round and now it's prediction time again because we are moving along as you can hear the paper rustling here to get the fixtures for <coughs> this weekend's games and we're going to kick off on Friday evening with the junior championship game between Pilltown and Dixborough that's down for quarter past seven in Pilltown on Friday night now we just have to put a caveat on these that when we read these out just please if you are thinking of going to any matches make sure that you check the Kilkenny Camogie website just to make sure that there's no fixtures after being postponed or there's time changes or whatever to whatever we read out so just be careful on that one Anya how do we see this game going? Um, Pilltown and Dixborough Junior Pilton and Dixborough. Listen, I think to be honest with you, you kind of have to fancy Pilton in um in the junior championship this year. I think you know they were obviously going to be very disappointed, you know, after last year's defeat. And I suppose you know there might have been one or two players that could have been now brought up onto their senior squad there. Um, Dixborough, on the other hand, I suppose listen, they have great players coming through. You know, they're senior, uh, they're the senior county champions. But I do feel like you should be kind of looking at uh, Pilton in this, and I'd be expecting a Pilton victory. Okay, so Pilltown is on that one. Um, so we'll move along then. I don't see any games down for Saturday. So the next one then, and I'll take him as I see him here. So we're sticking with the Junior Championship. It is going to be round two. It's John Locks Bennett's Bridge versus Nave Breed Aaron Zone. It's a home game in Bennett's Bridge at 11 o'clock. So how do we see this game going uh, to be fair I think you know the way John Locks are at the moment John Locks Brands Bridge are at the moment you would have to favour them to come out with, with a, a very good decent victory in this game um, you know they scored what 7-12 7 7-12 the last day and I think you know they definitely are going to impose themselves as one of the strongest team at junior level so I, I think for me it's certainly going to be a John Locks Brands Bridge victory Okay, sticking with the junior round two, also in Group B. So we're sticking with Group B at the minute, and it's going to be Carrick Shock and Greg Namana. That's in Hogginstown on Sunday, pencilled in at the moment for eleven o'clock. Give us your predictions on this one. Um, I think you're going to be looking at a Carrick Shock victory in this as well. Okie dokies. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
short and sweet on that one. Right, um, I'm going to actually stick with the junior, so I'm going to move on your page there for a second. Um, and group B staying with them for round two. Tullahar versus Blacks and Whites in Tullahar at eleven thirty. This one is penciled in for on Sunday morning. So. Do we see victory for the home side or can Blacks and Whites cause an upset? I think this could be a humdinger of a game to be fair but uh, you would have to say I think you're going to be looking at Tullerher Ross Birkin to Tullerher to come out of victory in this one. You know, we've mentioned it so many times they're a seasoned team. I know they just can't seem to you know, grasp it and get to you know, the county final stages of it but you know, I would be expecting them to I'd be expecting them to go well and push hard this year. God, you're knocking over everything in front of you at the minute as well. Right, we'll move on to the Intermediate Championship. Uh, Emerald St. Anne's taking on James Stevens in Arlingford at 11 o'clock on Sunday morning. <laughs> she's hiding on me now. She's going quiet. She's afraid nearly to say something, I think, on this one. No, do you know what Well, it you is? predicted James Stevens to win the Championship this year. Like, so, I mean, are you going to go against that and go with the Emerald St. Well, Anne's? Sure, I could go against it. Doesn't mean they're not going to win the county final this year. Well, that's all very true. <laughs> do you know what? I think this is going to prove to be a seriously important game for Emerald St. Anne's. They know that they didn't perform last weekend let's be let's be you know realistic about it um they're going to have to put in a massive massive shift this weekend but i just think the way james stevens are going at the moment you See, cannot there it is. you cannot but say that they're not going to come out with a victory in that game right i'm putting my purple highlighter on james stevens here uh the next one then is going to be <laughs> interesting to say the least it is Liz Downey versus St. Lactans of course it would be Murphy's law that they would have to be drawn uh, against one another so who is going to come away they know one another inside out they've been playing with one another for many many years mm. now at this moment in time who are you giving the nod to this time do you know what like I think I think I and I just need to say this before before I say anything I think this is going to be an extremely emotional game for both teams at the weekend and I know people are probably kind of if people are listening they're kind of being like you know why the hell is that you have to remember that these both teams have played with each other for the last six seven years yeah. they were one team those girls played with each other they backed they called themselves Fresh Downey you know like they really did you know seven years seven years was it you know they've they've literally grown so much together developed so much as players together and I think this is going to be a very very tough game for both teams they're going to have to put that boat aside the both teams are they have to they have to now realise that they're going out against each other and I think that's going to be the hardest thing for it and you would have to say I think you know, St. Lactons are definitely the team that I think are going to gain gain the most from the, from the separation of this. Of this okay, so um, you're taking the underdog tag off him for this oh, week and absolutely. putting him as favourites. Oh, absolutely. Favourites and to come out favourites and to win that match by a long, long <laughs> bit. <Big> okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll move down south then away from Paula Dowling because I know your phone is buzzing here at the minute. Mm. She's probably known that we're talking about her. Mullinavash and Danes Fort, that's going to go ahead in Mullinavash at 11 o'clock. So, how do you fancy this one? I think Mullinavash are going to come out victory in this. I think, listen, Danes Fort are obviously going to go into it and go into this game with a lot of confidence. I think the fact that Mullinavash probably had 
a, a tougher game the first round I think that will probably stand to them a lot more than the than the Danes Fort Liz Downey game will um, for Danes Fort so I would be expecting Monlevat to come out of that I think Monlevat are going to kind of show their experience uh, in the Intermediate Championship this year and you know I would be expecting them to come out with a victory there OK well we'll stay down south then for the minute and the neighbouring parishes Glenmore is going to take on St. Clair's that's in Glenmore at 11 o'clock and I know Bridgie Mullally and a couple more of the Glenmore management team was down having a look at the St. Clair's and Roar game last weekend I don't know whether she'd be able to get too much out of her or not for mm. their game at the weekend but who are you giving the nod in this one? This is I, this is a tough one because it could either go anyway but I am going to give I'm going to give my shout out to Sinclair's in this one. Again, second week in a row I'm going for Sinclair's so surely, surely they'll do me a favour. If they don't they'll definitely be wanting you to shut up. Oh, if they don't they I'm, win not, the I'm not voting week. for them again at all. <laughs> okay, sticking with the intermediate grade and we have uh, another tough battle on our hands and this could be an interesting game. It is Moonkine versus Ballyhale. Moonkine with a good victory last weekend against Ballyhale. This is going to be their first game in the intermediate championship so who are you giving the nod to here? It's a real battle of the South, isn't it? Like, it you know, a real battle is. of the green and white and it's going to be... It's, I would say it's probably nearly the first time these two teams have probably come up against each other at adult level, really. I would um, imagine. It probably is all right, yeah. You know, like, you know, so it's going to be, you know, it's it's going to be a good game between for, the, for both teams. Well, certainly um, in championship it is. Yeah, anyway, you know, and like, I think you know, they definitely all would know each other very, very well down there. Um... It's a tough one, I think. To be honest with you, I think I'm going to back Munkai and I think there's something really good about them this year. Okay, so me highlighter is going on to Munkai on that one again. Uh, where am I moving to next? I'm going to Innesteeg and we're sticking with the Intermediate Championship and the last game then in the grades is the Roar Innesteeg versus O'Loughlin Gales. The Roar coming in off that fabulous victory last weekend. O'Loughlin's mm. with that defeat. It is in Innistig. It's at 11 o'clock. It's a home game for the Roar. Do we fancy them to come away with this one? Or can O'Loughlin's go down there and cause an upset? Yeah, I think, I think. listen, to be honest with you, I think you're looking at a Roar and Stieg victory here, especially the fact that it is down in Innistig. Um, You know, I think O'Loughlin's are going to have a lot of hard work to do, to especially to make up the grounds from last week. I think O'Loughlin's will be very, very disappointed the fact that it was Moonkind that, that bet him in the first round. And, you know, they would have kind of thought to themselves, you know, this is a team that are only after coming up from junior. We should be getting a result here I think that'll be dis- I think they'll be very disappointed over that um, but they would have shown Munkine the utmost respect but I do expect Warnerstieg to come out of victory I think they're to be honest with you I think for Warnerstieg a 3-18 scoreline in the first game I think that's really going to add a fierce amount of confidence to their campaign Well they could be certainly dark horses in the Intermediate Championship this year so only giving her nod to the roar so that is the show's uh, department store Intermediate Championship games I'm just going to run through them again really really quickly the junior it was uh, John Locks of Bennett's Bridge versus Nave Breed Aaron Zone. That's in Bennett's Bridge at 11 o'clock on Sunday morning. Sticking with Junior, then we have Carrick Shock versus Greg Naman in Hogginstown at 11 o'clock. And as we said, in the Shaw's Department Store Intermediate Championship game, Emerald St. Anne's versus James Stevens in Erlingford at 11 o'clock. Liz Downey versus St. Lacton's of Freshford. That's going ahead in Liz Downey also at 11 o'clock. Mullinavat host Danes Ford in Mullinavat. Same time, 11 o'clock, while Glenmore host St. Clair's. 
down in Glenmore at 11 o'clock also while uh, where are we next we're moving to Munkine and Ballyhale that's in Munkine at 11 o'clock and completing the intermediate grade then is the Roarness League versus Old Auckland also at 11 o'clock and I nearly forgot the one because that's at half 11 it is of course the junior game between Tullerhorn Blacks and Whites that's down in Tullerhorn at 11.30 right moving along then to the Michael Ling Motors Hyundai Senior Championship round two games and we're going to start with Barrow Rangers and St Martins now it's the first home game for Paulstown in the senior grade I'm expecting a big crowd in Paulstown on Sunday morning to take on the mighty women of St Martins now just look behind you at the wall altogether don't make eye contact and just give me your honest opinion now and not what others are waiting for you to, to make the opinion on oh no I'm just going to look her straight in the eye and tell her straight out that Bar Rangers are going to win this <laughs> game <laughs> no I think they will and do you know what like and I mean this with you know the, the, the utmost the, respect the, the utmost respect this game is going to be an absolute sledging match. It is going to be crazy. There are two teams that are so physical and which which I've already mentioned is really good, but it's going to be this is going to be a really good game, but I do think Bar Rangers are going to come out going to come out on top on that one. Okay, well, Theresa Hunston will certainly be singing your praises on that one. We were only talking to her earlier on as well, so she'll be probably listening to us now in work on Wednesday morning, going in and thinking to themselves, God, Anya's after giving us the the tag of favourites again. She'll yeah. be delighted. Right, moving along then, uh, home game for Gordon, a young Ireland that is, of course, against Conaghy Shamrocks. Yeah, I think, listen, after the result last weekend, you're going to have to go with young Ireland's in this. And, you know, I think they're really, they're really going to push themselves to try and finish in the top def- well I suppose if they get a result this weekend they'll certainly finish in the top two of the group um, and I think they're going to push it all the way in, and I would be expecting a, a very comfortable victory there in this game Okay so we'll put the highlighter on Young Ireland's on that one Next up then we have Dixborough against Winegap Winegap coming in on the back of that defeat narrow defeat albeit to Pilltown Dixborough with a heavy defeat of St Bridget's so can the reigning champions prevail on this one or will Wine Gap come back and cause a big upset mm, no I think Dixborough are going to come out in victory at this one I think they're just I think Dixborough have really just stepped it up another notch this year and it really is now a case of everybody has to come up to their level so I will be expecting a victory there and it is another home venue for them as well and I must say the crowds that was in Palmerstown last Sunday at the match was phenomenal and I know there was a, a, a massive crowd from St. Bridget's there as well but I have to say that there was it was a re, it was really good to see like a really decent crowd there for a senior senior game as well so I think you will be expecting Dixborough to come out in this one as well. Well another set of supporters that's really really good to support is the Pilltown supporters and they'll all be hitting to Pilltown on Sunday morning as they host St. Bridget's in the senior championship game so Anya give us your prediction yeah I think to be fair like you're going to have to look at Pilltown in this I suppose they got an excellent victory out of Wine Gap in the first game um, I think you know St. Bridget's yes you know they did play well for half an hour against Dixborough and they will bring a lot of confidence into that but I think the experience alone from Wine Gap I think is going to is going to or the experience alone from Pilltown is going to push them over the line in this game ok well you're giving Pilltown the nod in that one the last game then of the weekend is is a first game for Clara. They're going to host Thomastown. Thomastown going in with that big win uh, last weekend against Clara. So, 
give us who's going to win this one or will there be a winner yeah no I think there will I think Thompson are going to come out in victory with this one I think you know Clara Clara always very very good and I suppose Mary O'Connell kind of been thrown back into the throw in this one oh god actually hold on no, I'm going to give I'm going to give it to Thomastown. You're sticking with Thomastown. Sticking with Thomastown on this one. Yeah. Okay. I think they're going to be quite evenly matched. To be fair, these two teams, like I think, you know, Clara are definitely the up and coming team at senior level and kind of have maybe, you know, try to instill their dominance over the last couple of years. And you know, they're very balanced throughout the team. They've got some excellent players there. So I think you know, Clara are definitely going to they're going to put put it up to them. It is a home match for them. But I think just from seeing Thomastown this year and unfortunately being at the the blunt end of a massacre from them, I think it's fair to say that they will be coming out of victory here. Well, I mean, the good thing about the championship is there is scope yeah. this year because there's so many matches that if you have a bad performance in the first mm. game, you know, there's a lot of matches that's there that you can catch up and yeah. get to the knockout stages, obviously, and progress even further again. So, yeah, that is it. So we'll just run down through them again. The Michaeling Motors Hyundai Senior Championship games. It is Barrow Rangers versus St. Martins in Paulstown. All these games are 11 o'clock, by the way. Uh Gordon, Young Ireland's of Gordon then will host Conaghy in uh, Gordon. The, that's is Dixborough versus Winegabs. That's in Palmerstown. Then Pilltown will host St. Bridget's. That's going ahead in Pilltown. And last but by no means least, then Clara will take on Thomastown in Clara to complete all of the adult competitions. Uh, Fixtures wise for the weekend and as I said always make sure and check kennycomogie.ie if you're fancy on going to any of the matches over the weekend just to make sure that there's no changes or if there is uh, any changes that you're made aware of them. Anya I suppose I know we just finished season 2 last week for the Come On Kind uh, inter-county season. Mm-hmm. I suppose one bit of big news um, after coming late this morning is the uh, I suppose the resignation as such of uh, Adrian O'Sullivan mm-hmm. as Dublin uh, Camogie manager, did it come as a bit of a shock? Yeah, I think so. I, yeah, I think it did. Like, I think, to be honest, this is my second year there. Second season, And I yeah. think, you know, they definitely made some serious ground this year under his reins. Um you know, is there something else in the pipeline? We don't Maybe. know. We we have um, no idea. I don't know. Yeah, like I think it was. I think it was a bit of a shock, and I'm sure Dublin Camogie were probably very shocked about it to to be losing him too. Um, and I, yeah, I don't know. I think you know there there obviously has to be something else in the pipeline for him to, to make that decision because I do think that they made Dublin made huge strides this year at senior level. You know, they really competed and they were kind of pushing themselves. You know, into that domain of you know top six in the country anyway. And you know that's what they did. And I suppose you know for any kind of looking on if you're looking forward to next year you would be kind of saying right the next step is let's get to the top four now and you know it's just unfortunate it kind of seems to happen to Dublin you know they kind of you know they're getting so far like you've seen them with David Herity they got so you need far to take one step forward and then you're going two left, steps yeah, backwards it's kind of yeah. like, you know, so you're kind of have to rebuild it all the time there's no, none of this continuity with it um, but yeah I think I think it would be it certainly is a, a big surprise there for Dublin Camogie but it's certainly a great opportunity for somebody to go in there because the talent mm-hmm. that is in Dublin yeah. to put your stamp on a team um, and go forward with them like for anybody it's a, 
it's a very intriguing prospect. Yeah, it certainly is. And I think, you know, I suppose coming with Dublin Camogie and I suppose, you know, anything, you know, Dublin GA related, I suppose there is kind of high expectations going into the in, going into a job like that as well. But yeah, I think, you know, for the right person, um, you know, to have the right backroom team put in place and, you know, I, I'm sure they will get all the support necessary from, you know, Dublin County Board. Um, it would be, it'd be a really, really good position for somebody to go in and, you know, somebody I think that maybe wants to give it who maybe wants to give it maybe three, four years at the helm of it because it is this point and like listen I'm, I'm sure you know Adrian has made this decision not not too easy I'm sure he has thought about it a lot and you know for whatever the case may be he's just maybe found that it's his time to step away from it um, but I think you know it does call for somebody to go in there maybe to go in on a three, four year term so that they can really really develop themselves Yeah well we certainly wish Sully all the best in yeah. whatever future endeavours that he does and I have no doubt he'll probably be going to uh, UL and still training them as well and trying to gain the the Ashbourne Cup back uh, when the colleges get back up and running which won't be that long away but um, anyway that is it from ourselves here for the second episode in season three season three of course dedicated to the club competitions uh, you know so we're looking forward to a, a couple of weeks Ahead with lots of games, lots of previews, maybe a couple of announcements to uh, to come later on during the uh, the competitions as well. But uh, Anya, good start to the weekend. Maybe not for yourself, but uh, overall, it has been. Um it has been a good weekend for Camogie. Yeah, it has. Do you know what? It's really good to see the, the clubs kind of getting back to the fore there. I'm just going to ignore any comments that you make to me anymore. But sure, I mean, stage. you know, I'm only no, telling it's fine, the truth. Martin, like. It's fine. It is fine. You and your little companion there can stir it all you want. We'll see how it goes. But yeah, If no. I want to stir, I can tell you one thing. I'll be using a bigger wooden spoon. <laughs> you know, I think it definitely has been a really, really good weekend. Um, it's, do you know what? It's been so nice to get back to the club scene. Okay, yeah. regardless you know from a personal point of view what happened but it has been really really good to get back to get back to the club scene and do you know what I actually enjoyed kind of you know getting out and going to matches because you know you've been going to hurling matches the last couple of weeks and obviously you know we, we had the Camogie All-Ireland but it's really good to you know get to go to some of the club matches It's just as well. an awful like, pity they are all on at the bloody same yeah, time Yeah it is like it really is and I suppose like I got to one on Saturday and I got to one on Sunday morning but then there was a load of others that I'd have liked to, got, liked to have got going to as well um, but yeah do you know what because I said I definitely thought last year was an absolutely unbelievable club campaign at all levels. It was so exciting. So many new names came out of the block. And I suppose, to be honest with you, I kind of maybe it's something that, you know, made it more exciting was the fact that we had a team of the year and it kind yeah. of added a bit of spice to it as well. So I think, you know, that's going to be really good this year. And I think, you know, I think there's definitely going to be players that, you know, are going to throw their hand up, you know, this year because they're going to want that, want that accolade as well. Yeah, you know, it's been really, really good. And I definitely think the standard of Camogie has definitely come up and I think that's all down to Kilkenny winning an All-Ireland final only a mere two weeks ago and I think you know you're going to have a lot more guys now that are going to want to you know be put into the the into the frame of mind of the senior management team Brian, Pat all the lads whoever the case may be I think they're going to want to make sure that they know who this name is and they want to be brought in because you know that's probably the aim now for a lot of these club players like they're kind of looking at well I want to win a senior All-Ireland now Kenny or I want to be on an intermediate panel so I think you know it's going to it's going to be a really good intriguing game a really good intriguing couple of weeks away and really looking forward to it Yeah we certainly are going to be looking forward to it indeed Don't forget as always wherever you get your podcast 
from to put on the notifications and as soon as the new podcast goes live you'll be able to listen in uh, wherever you normally get your podcast from they are available on scoreline.ie uh, they are also available on the new KCLR app as well so you'll find everything that you need to know on there but that is it for another episode from Come On Kind. We look forward to the games the weekend and being back in studio again next Monday recording everything that went on over the weekend and previewing the games for the following weekend as well coming. But enjoy your week wherever you are, whether it be training or getting into the gym or preparing to go back to school or college. Just remember, enjoy what you're doing because life is always too short and enjoy it while you're able to. But for myself and Anya, it's goodbye from the studio here from us until next week. Thanks, bye. This is Come On Kind with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahmi. Yeah.